Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. Jesus is risen, church. Let's pray. Father, we are honoured to be in your presence today. We're honoured to serve you and to know you. We're honoured to call ourselves your children. And this week, this, this, this holy week, this Easter week, Father, we just are so blessed to worship you and give you thanks for that great sacrifice of your son Jesus on the cross. We thank you for Good Friday. And today, most assuredly, we thank you for your resurrection. We thank you that when Christ died, we died with him. We thank you that when Christ rose, we also rose. And we give you glory that we get to walk this journey with you for the rest of our days. Amen. Why don't you turn with me today, church, to the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 19 to 22. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst. And he said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. What an amazing passage of Scripture we read. This is Jesus' first appearance to all of his frightened disciples together after the resurrection. The, the evening of the first day of the week, the evening of the Sunday of his resurrection, Jesus goes to visit his disciples. And I want to highlight three things that happened and that day, and three things that Jesus said on that day to help us recognize how the risen Jesus still is influencing us today. First thing, the doors were locked. The doors were locked. Jesus didn't have to knock, didn't even have to open the door. He was just simply there. Sometimes we close doors, but Jesus is not hindered by the doors we close. He can simply be there. Jesus can go where no one else can go. This is the significance of it today. Jesus can go where no one else can go. He can go where no counsellor can go. He can go where no doctor can go, where no husband, no wife, no friend, no family can go. He can reach you and he can reach into you anywhere, anytime. There's no place where you are, no depth of failure or challenge that Jesus cannot operate in. Because he's ever-present and he wants to do business with you. He is alive and he is capable of what you cannot even imagine. The second thing we see is that they were afraid. It says in verse 19, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Their leader had just been crucified. Their fear is totally understandable. I don't know about you, but well, I, I, I work through seasons of fear myself and it's, sometimes they're very valid. They're valid reasons for fear. 
But Jesus is not afraid. Because he comes into fear. And that's where he does his best business. We have a fear sometimes that we won't survive. Fear that I won't be prepared for what I'm expected to do. I don't know about you, but I have dreams regularly. And they're generally about me not being prepared. Not being prepared to preach. Not being prepared to serve. Not being prepared to lead. And then a peace comes when I hand it to Jesus. Because he's not afraid of my fear. He's the solution to it. Fear that my children will make a mess of their faith. Fear that I might drift into worldliness and uselessness. Here's the thing, church. Jesus is not waiting for you to have enough faith to overcome fear. He's come to strengthen your faith so that fear is no longer an issue. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says this, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him are amen, to the glory of God through us. The doors were locked. The disciples were afraid. And then Jesus comes and stands in their midst. The point here is that Jesus came right into the middle of their meeting. He did not yell at them from the outside. He did not send a memo to them for them to come and see him. He went and stood in the midst of them. God is not a distant God. God is not in the peripheries. God is not on the outside. He did not stay in heaven and try to save us from heaven. He is in our midst. He came into our midst. He sent his son into our midst. He wanted them to see him and know him and believe him and love him. He still wants us to see him and to know him and to believe him and to love him. Church, Jesus is not peripheral to anything, but he is central to everything. It's not about finding Jesus. It's about knowing that wherever you are, Jesus is with you always. He says in the Great Commission, right after the Great Commission, where he sends us out into all the world, he says, and lo, I am with you always. That's what he wants for us today, to experience the living God, to know him. He wants to go into your life where no one has ever gone before. So before Jesus even speaks, he shows us that he can go where no one else can go. He has come to help strengthen our faith to overcome fear. And he's shown us that he's not peripheral to anything, but he's central to everything. Jesus hasn't even spoken yet. And then he speaks. What does he say? The first thing that Jesus says is he says, peace be with you. And when he said that, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Peace isn't the absence of fear, church. Peace is knowing that God is with you, that Jesus is with you, and that his spirit is in you at all times. See, before the cross, we had no peace with God. We had the law. There was, a, there was an effort involved in trying to, to connect with God. Yet all the hostility between God and us was absorbed at the cross. It was absorbed and it was cast aside. And how do you receive this peace? By receiving him. If you have the risen, living Christ as your saviour, you have the peace that he gives the peace that he is. Jesus starts with the gift of peace. 
I believe he starts with, with peace because peace is foundational. If we don't have peace, we tend to use all of our gifts and all of our talents and try to use them to make peace. But it never works. Because any peace that is grounded in anything other than Christ is fleeting at best. We have a sense of peace. We have a moment of peace when we're in our gift, when we're in our talent. Yet it's fleeting. Only true peace can be found in him. Jesus goes on to remind them again, peace be with you. And then he continues to say, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. He gives us the gift of purpose. First, he gives us peace and then he gives us something to do. He sends us. He says, the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. I want you to live in the world as my representatives, as my ambassadors. Let's look at Romans 6, 4 to 5. He says, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Amazing words. Jesus said to the disciples, follow me. We say to each other, follow me, yet only as I follow Christ. And then the, the third thing Jesus says in, in verse 22, follows on, he says, and it says, verse 22, it says, and after this he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit, the gift of power. The Holy Spirit, His power is our only hope for accomplishing the purpose that He gives us. The peace of God is incomplete in itself for our liberty, for our well-being. It includes the offer of salvation. It includes healing, deliverance. It includes an eternal perspective. It includes sustenance. And it also includes an adoption into the family of God. Sometimes we, we, we seek the Holy Spirit for our peace. Christ has already given us peace. He said, peace be with you. And then he gave us some purpose. He says, don't, don't, build, don't try to find peace in your purpose. Don't try to find peace in the Holy Spirit. He's saying, I've given you peace. Receive the peace that the cross will bring. And then accept the call that I've put on you, the send that is on you to go as the Father has sent me, so I sent you. And now I give you that I breathe on you and receive the Holy Spirit, he says. And he says, take that Holy Spirit because it is power for the call, for the mission that is on your life. It's all linked. Our great, this is our great purpose in the peace of God. We do the will of God by the power of God, for the glory of God, for the good of all mankind. The risen Jesus church can go where no one else can go. He's come to help strengthen our faith and overcome fear. He's not peripheral to anything, but he's central to everything. My peace be with you, Jesus said. My life purpose is your life purpose. And my spirit, I breathed upon you for power. He's risen, church. He is able. He is here. 
Take your bread this morning. Take your cup this morning. Father, as we consider this most holy of days, we acknowledge that all things belong to you. We thank you for giving us your only son. Even though we're not worthy of your generosity, pour your refreshing spirit on these elements as we remember him the way he commanded. On the same night he was betrayed, Jesus took the cup and the bread. He took the bread and he said, and he gave thanks. He gave you thanks, Lord. So this morning we do the same. We say, blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who brought forth bread out of the earth. And then Jesus broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat together. And in the same manner, after supper, he took the cup and he gave thanks to God. And this morning, we give thanks to you, Lord. We say, blessed are you, O Lord. You created the fruit of the vine. We thank you, Father, for all that you are and all that you've done. And we remember those great words of Jesus when he gave the cup to them saying, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which was shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's drink together. Great is the mystery of faith, church. Jesus has died. Jesus has risen. And Jesus will come again. We're brothers and sisters through his blood. We have died together. We will rise together. And we will live together. Let's pray. Father, we, we are so humbled this day by your grace. We're so humbled by the gift of eternal life. We're so humbled by your great love for us. We cannot fathom giving your son to us, but we can conceive that it is birthed out of such a rich love for us, Lord. So we thank you today for it. We honour you. We worship you. We lift up your name above every other name. Lord, we call upon your peace today. May your peace be upon us, Lord. Lord, we receive the call today. Father, we go as you, as you have sent us, Lord. Lord, but we do not go in our strength. We go by the power of your Holy Spirit, which you have breathed upon us. So we give you thanks today in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Well, church, have a great day. Have a great week. Uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Make sure you call somebody. Make sure you, 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 you spread some love around any way you can in this season and just, and just be blessed in all that you do.
all of our love. Kristen and I send you our love and all of the team. And uh, we just pray that you have a, a, a blessed rest of your Easter. See you next time. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.